Welcome to 30 Minutes from 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Schager. I'm joined today by Miranda Schubert, Layla Hudson, and Felice Tagaban. They're all members of the Coalition for Academic Justice at the University of Arizona. The Coalition for Academic Justice is a coalition of students, staff, and faculty fighting for equity, transparency, and representation. They say that it is their love for and belief in the university that obliged them to imagine and create a compassionate, collaborative, and just University of Arizona. Furthering the work of Kahua on August 18, 2020, they formed Local 7065, the United Campus Workers of Arizona, and became part of the National Movement of the Communication Workers of America. Felice Tagaban is Dene, Tlingit, and Filipino. Her mom is from Black Mesa, Arizona, on the Navajo Nation. Her dad is from Petersburg, Alaska. She's proud to be a guest on the lands of the Tana Adam as a first-year doctoral student in the U of A higher education program. Layla Hudson is associate professor in the College of Social and Behavioral Sciences. She's also a UA faculty senator. Miranda Schubert is an academic advisor in the College of Medicine Department of Physiology. She's a member of the Kawa Steering Committee and the Union Steering Committee. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you all so much for being here today. Talk about how you got started and where you are now. Well, so I feel like, you know, for me personally, it really kicked off in the spring um, with, you know, the, the furlough pay cut announcement and the response to the pandemic. And I think, I think a lot of us were really confronted with a feeling of um, sort of being at the mercy of this top-down approach to leadership and really feeling disempowered. And I think that a lot of us pivoted to the same response of feeling frustrated and channeling that energy into um, banding together with other people who felt similarly to try to do something positive to help the situation. Yeah, it was a very exciting moment stemming from a really troubling time. The pandemic, uh, the furlough, and a lot of previous managerial type decisions that, uh, that had raised a lot of unhappiness on campus was the immediate trigger for Kahua to form. Uh, but at the same time, this was the first experience I've had in a couple of decades at the University of Arizona where students, staff, and faculty started talking to each other about how to reform the university. Yeah, so for me, uh, I feel like my involvement with Kaua was uh, sort of, I guess, brought on by the fact that I was already actively involved in student activism on our campus. And so um, I'm actually part of uh, a group called Voices of Indigenous Concerns in Education, or VOICE. And for me, the the sort of uh, coming together with other uh students on our campus began in November of last year. 
And then when everything happened in the springtime, uh, along the lines of what Miranda and Layla have described, uh, Kawa reached out to me uh, as a member of this group and asked if we were interested in coming alongside and joining with the effort to uh, sort of just come together to see and imagine a brand new university. And so uh, I, of course, responded to this because um, the goals and the vision of Kaua was very much in alignment with the work that I was already involved in. Um, and so while I think it is amazing that this group formed out of that point, I think it was just a matter of time before it started, uh, just given the University of Arizona's administrator's uh, response to a number of issues that happened uh, last year. So I, I kind of feel like this, this current movement was the result of events that sort of culminated and uh, I think we're a long time in coming. Um, I don't know, Miranda, Layla, do you agree in that way? <laughs> I think that's very true. And, and you're reminding me now, Felice, that in fact, we took our cues early on from the student activists who were already organizing uh, before we envisioned Kahua as a place for faculty and staff. So in some ways, that's very inspirational. And we try and embody that in everything we do, taking the lead from students, uh, from social justice organizations that have been practicing for this moment for a long time, uh, and then inviting uh, some of us who haven't been as active in those kinds of groups into an entirely new uh, and very inclusive space. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's really like, it's such an exciting thing to be a part of. Um, it just feels really necessary, um, you know, to have things like this to channel energy into to feel hopeful about the future. And I really feel strongly that this approach is the way you know, that we can come up with solutions that are going to serve all of us in new ways that we haven't even begun to imagine yet. Yeah. And the first uh, the first solution that we came up with uh, that I think was the vision of some of our founders was to bring a union to the University of Arizona. So Kahua is a coalitional social justice and activist group, uh, but simply by talking across those uh, status differences, if you will, of students, staff, and faculty, we very quickly realized that we could bring a union. And that has been one of our uh, proudest accomplishments up until now. You're listening to 30 Minutes from 91.3 KXCI Tucson. Our guests today are Miranda Schubert, Layla Hudson, and Felice Tagaban. They're all members of the Coalition for Academic Justice at the University of Arizona. Layla Hudson, it does seem as if the union came together pretty quickly after Kahua formed. And Felice, as you say, uh, there was already work being done in other groups. It did come together very quickly. And, and again, that was another of the wonderful things about Kahua was that simply talking in ways that we hadn't done before. Uh, many of us were involved in our professional lives. I was very involved in shared governance and all the frustrations of that. But it was 
very revealing to see the number of people across the university who were as unhappy as I was, uh, and to begin to talk to them uh, and to realize the power that was there in this movement. So Kahua allowed us to start talking to one another, and then the union became a mechanism whereby we could formally organize, put out uh, another set of relationships into the community, specifically into local politics. Kahua has been great uh, as a coalition, working with different uh, social justice groups and community groups within Tucson. But the union, uh, simply by the formal structures, having uh, the bylaws and the governance, having the relationships on the national and state level, has allowed us to forge new uh, engagement with local politicians. Uh, because a lot of the work that needs to be done is legislative in nature. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Leila. I, I think, um, you know, while the work was already happening and, you know, there were pockets of movements on our campus through student activists and others, I, I think the exciting part about Kawa was just the way that uh, those people that were operating in siloed positions or in areas across our campus had the opportunity to really come together um, I know for me, since, like I said, I've been sort of um, involved, been involved with this work since November of last year, I would often refer to uh, certain allies that I'd sort of met across campus um, as the underbelly. <laughs> I uh, would often say, like, I know there are people who are like-minded in this institution, people who um, do have a, a social justice lens, people who are interested um, in envisioning something kind of from the bottom up. Right. Like people who were interested in creating solutions that might not otherwise have been uh, part of their professional lives, so to speak. And so I would often refer to that as like this underground sort of network. And so amazingly, uh, a lot of the individuals that I had already identified as a student um, were already becoming part of Kajua. And so that was super exciting to me because I feel like uh it was the opportunity for us to come together in a way that this institution hasn't seen before and sort of a, a united kind of way, right? Because I feel like the work that we were doing before uh, was sort of um, segmented, you know, like in other words, some of this work was happening, but it was only happening in pockets. And so uh, just the fact that it's been able to come under sort of like an umbrella um, and also to just kind of, um, with with the with the power that it's kind of, that it's that it's garnered, I guess over over the last couple of months, it, that that's really exciting and unique. I think. Yeah, I could wax poetic about this for quite some time, uh, and I think you put it very well, Felice. The what Kawa for me did in a time of great stress and great unhappiness, uh, it kind of describe the contours of what our university could and should, in fact, be. It should be, and it is, in the form of these organizations. You know, sure, there are growing pains. Sure, none of this is easy. But the idea that starting with uh, the spring and in this weird space of the pandemic where everyone was working together on Zoom, suddenly we were working together across disciplines, across colleges, across those status divides that uh, typically separate faculty from staff, from students, 
we had hundreds of people working together towards common ends, some of them uh, political in nature, some of them expressive in nature, uh, some of them, uh, you know, just a variety of different types of work, but that we were all pitching in to do together. And for me, that was a very refreshing reminder of why we get into academia in the first place, not to, uh, not to practice this mode of capitalist production under neoliberal management uh, that the university is turning to, but actually to work across difference uh, for engagement with the community and justice issues uh, rather than this very exhausting and tiring and limited vision of working in academic silos. Miranda, Felice, and Layla, what have been some of the challenges this semester? <laughs> um, <laughs> where to begin? <laughs> right? This is what we're talking about when we say how gratifying it is to be able to like talk to each other because I find people like Felice and we're like, oh... Yeah, <laughs> we're both right there. Like, ooh, where to begin with the challenges? Um, you know, I think I think part of part of what has been um, well, Felice, you brought this up—the silver lining um, around being in this pandemic situation and um, the ways in which it's kind of forced us to be more human and to be more openly human around each other. Um, because it's just not possible to keep up the same appearances or to prioritize so-called professionalism in the same ways um, with the limitations that we have in place and how that's actually a really positive thing because it's dismantling systems that, you know, not only don't serve us, but serve as an obstacle to the real work that needs to be done. Exactly. I, I think that I mean, the, the challenges are, are sort of on a, on a macro level. I mean, we're seeing them uh, worldwide, right, where we're all responding to the pandemic. We're all dealing with the worldwide reckoning of social and racial injustice. And I mean, with that, though, there's the micro level where things are happening on our campus um, in response to that. And I, I think for for me and, and I think others also in the coalition, I, I feel that um, it's not only just sort of processing the response that the institution has had to those challenges, but then because of their decisions, then having to process an entire set of issues, right, that, um, that, are, that come as a result of the solutions that the institution is providing. <laughs> so, um, I think I think it is challenging because you know you're kind of responding to what's happening in the world but then you're also responding to what's happening in the workplace and then you're also responding to how it impacts you as an individual but then also it impacts so many of the people around you. And so for me as a grad student who's been working as a graduate assistant a lot of times it's also helping students work through the impact of all of these decisions, plus everything else that's going on in their world. And so, I mean, it's, it's really hard to describe the challenges because there, there's so many, <laughs> I mean, it's, it really is like, where do you even start? Uh, but I, I think the one thing that I found um, again, you know, just kind of 
along the same lines of the silver lining is just how we can navigate those challenges together. And I think that is the beautiful thing about Kawa is that uh, we're doing that in a way that I don't, I've never seen before on our campus. So kind of just to support what Layla was describing in in that there isn't um, the status divides that we're so accustomed to. Um, I love that people are involved and everyone's voice matters, whether they're a student or a community member or a faculty member with tenure status or, you know, I mean, everybody who comes to the coalition has a place and an opportunity to share their viewpoint. And the thing that's so powerful is that their viewpoints are actually valued. I mean, I never saw that. And in working with our institutional leaders for nine months prior, I I had never felt as welcomed or even uh, as supported in in being able to share my viewpoint. I mean, I found that completely refreshing and also uh, very attractive. And so that's why I came on board and why uh, I continue to be active within the group, because uh, I really do think we are doing work collectively and also uh, as Miranda had mentioned, in a very humane and beautiful way. And so my hope is that what we're seeing in Kahua will also be replicated in other areas. I mean, I hope to see that our institutional leaders will sort of take note <laughs> of this approach, right? And uh, not only, um, I guess, sort of validate what we've been saying, but also respond to what we've been saying by uh, implementing some of our suggestions, our recommendations, our patterns into their own practice. Yeah. If I can just make an observation, what happened uh, in March of this year with the realization that there was going to be a pandemic is a crisis at every level. You know, clearly it's a, a global and regional crisis. Uh, it's caused an economic crisis. And it's very interesting to be in an institution like ours. We're certainly not alone in this. All universities all over the country are are grappling with the same set of circumstances. Uh, But ours was particularly poised to do something that one of our colleagues has called uh, crisis academic capitalism, uh, playing on Naomi Klein's notion of disaster capitalism. So in addition to all the aspects of life, uh, fear, anxiety, illness, food insecurity, stress, debt that afflict so many in our community already, and and believe me, uh, academia was already primed for a crisis. We also had a new administration uh, that has acted on the principle of let no good crisis go unused. Uh, And so when it became clear that this was going to be an opportunity for major restructuring of the university, we saw actors in our community taking advantage of that opening. So the fear that uh, we would have drastically reduced tuition revenues in this semester, and of course we are either the 49th or 50th state in the union in terms of government support for our public uh, institutions of higher education, that provided um, a justification for a whole host of local institutional challenges as well. So we had 
all kinds of uh, uh, restrictions and challenges to our students. And those of us who are employees at the university saw a very drastic and draconian furlough pay cut so that the university tried to anticipate and make up for future financial shortfalls by taking the money from employees rather than borrowing or being able to go to the state uh, for those necessary funds. And now we're living with the aftermath of that. In fact, the financial losses were not as bad as anticipated. And, uh, and yet the entire university community uh, is suffering from a, a unilateral adjustment of contracts that is multiples worse uh, and, and more draconian in terms of the effects on individuals than anything else in the country. Uh, and there are a bunch of other policy issues that have been pushed forward at this time under the umbrella of austerity caused by the crisis and caused by the pandemic. Thank you, Leila Hudson. Miranda Schubert, Leila Hudson, and Felice Tagaben, it's really been great to hear about all of the work that so many people have done at the university. So many people have come together and formed the Coalition for Academic Justice and formed the new union. I'd just like to hear more about your plans for the future and how people can be involved. Well, as the union becomes the place where we concentrate workplace issues and band together as employees of the university, that leaves the founding structure of Kahwa, which after all is a coalition uh, of local groups, parties, community members, that's going to be the place uh, where we have to redefine ourselves in terms of the work that we did this spring. So I think as the union takes over the workplace organizing, that leaves Kahua as a place where we can really uh, work together with and engage community groups in Tucson, uh, in the Native nations and tribes, and in Southern Arizona generally. And that's what I see as the future of Kahua. Thank you, Leila Hudson. Miranda Schubert, final remark? I totally agree with everything um, with everything Leila just said. And I think that, you know, a lot of the impetus for all of us coming together to do this type of work comes out of a realization that the university doesn't exist in a bubble. You know, we're the largest employer in Arizona. I thought it was just Tucson, but it's actually, I looked it up and it's Arizona. And when you contemplate the impacts that that has on our surrounding community and the sheer number of folks that are involved in making this institution work, then it really doesn't make sense to not have to not have a more transparent and open approach to leadership. And um, and I think that collaboration across different groups is so important if we're going to find solutions that are going to work for the future. And I think that we've learned a lot throughout this pandemic about the ways in which, you know, certain folks in our communities are just not getting served or taken care of in the ways that they should. And it feels like our group really has an opportunity to embody um, our, you know, our ideals in terms of, you know, centering care and centering like, you know, 
caring for our neighbors and not valuing profit above human life. Feliz Tagaban, final remarks? Yeah, I, I think the work that really matters to me is uh, just kind of, again, the way that we've come together in this very meaningful and very powerful way. Uh, but I do feel it's necessary to consistently and constantly remind folks that those that have been part of underserved communities have always felt the impact, right? Like we, I mean, especially I'm, I'm speaking as an indigenous student primarily, but a lot of the issues that we've seen come about this past spring and then this summer uh, were issues that were longstanding due to the nature of our institution to begin with and due to its relationship with and also its foundation of uh, white supremacy. And so because of that, a lot of the things that we're describing uh, shouldn't be covered over by the pandemic or by uh, the financial issues that have come as a result of the pandemic. I, I think it's important to remind folks that these issues uh, were pre-COVID and they need to be highlighted and they need to be addressed. And so I, I feel that uh, this coalition's future um, will be really helpful in bringing those issues to the surface, but more importantly, providing solutions that the institution should uh, become more aware of and also uh, become open to adopting. Thank you. We'll have to leave it there. How can people keep up with the work of Kahua? We have a website that is uh, Kahuarizona, spelled C-A-J-U-A-R-I-Z-O-N-A dot com. So all one word, Kahuarizona. Thank you. We'll have to leave it there. You've been listening to 30 Minutes from 91.3 KXCI Tucson. Our guests today were Miranda Schubert, Layla Hudson, and Felice Tagaban. They're all members of the Coalition for Academic Justice at the University of Arizona. You can find this and all recent episodes of 30 Minutes on the 30 Minutes program page at kxci.org. Thank you for listening. I'm Amanda Schager.